Welcome to the Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode we choose a theme and explore different stories, skills, and songs on that theme to help slow you down and lift you up throughout the pandemic and beyond. On today's episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Holiday Stress. Get cozy, grab your favorite beverage, and soak in our soothing support. By the end of the show, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. Some of you may love the idea of celebrating the holidays, and for others, the holidays can cause anxiety and depression. 67% of Americans say their stress has increased over the course of the pandemic. And experts worry that the combination of usual holiday stress plus the extra layer of stress of not being able to gather with family due to the spike of, in corona cases is going to create an uptick in anxiety for both adults and children. If you're having a tough time managing holiday stress right now, we dedicate today's episode to you. Yes, so grab a pen and paper because we're about to help you have a happy holiday season, COVID-2020 style. (laughs) All right, it's on your paper. Write down H. H is for humor. Yeah, you know, because when you're under stress, it's really easy to get triggered and feel annoyed. I mean, I'm not a very good cook. Everyone knows that. So on Thanksgiving, uh, I was cooking and I have a couple of dishes that I actually enjoy making and usually don't stress out about. But, you know, tension was higher than usual. And Dale was being super cute and charming and adorable. And all I felt was irritated. (laughs) So I just like took my own medicine and I stepped outside. I did my five steps, breathing, checking in with my body, gave myself a moment to just press pause and be, felt the cold air on my face, felt so much better. And then I went in and I could really enjoy how fun he was being and I could just laugh with him and we had a really great time. We actually had one of our favorite Thanksgivings ever, even under this crazy COVID conditions. Well, I'm glad that you were able to recenter so you could enjoy the humor. I really did. It was really great. And you know, laughter is great medicine. It releases endorphins and it distracts you from your irritation and boosts your immune system. And it helps you to just not take things so personally. You know, you can just lighten the F up and and see the absurdity and the funniness in things. And that's, I think, especially important during what can be a heavy time for some people, even in the best of circumstances. I went over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and because it was very small due to COVID this year, my mom replaced my brother, his wife, and my niece and nephew with stuffed animals at the table. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> and it was so great because, you know, when we went around at Grace, we stopped and I was like, I named them. I was like, Brandon, Tasha, Grayson, Sage, yeah, you know. Um, and it took something that was sad, right? We really, we really wanted them to be there, but adding that humor, it was, it was a really cool way of having them there with us. Yeah, beautiful. What a great idea. Yeah, and you know, we did a potluck um, where our friends that we are in a pod with, but it just didn't feel safe enough to actually gather around a table. Um, so we did this uh, 
potluck where we each made a thing and we put it on my back porch and we set up my back porch really nicely, really welcoming, beautiful lighting with music playing out there. And everyone loaded up their, their own Tupperware <laughs> with each of the items that we put on the table. So what we did was we each went to our own homes and then we reheated everything, you know, plate. and we got together over Zoom and ate together and had a lot of laughs. Um, and had this great Pittsburgh bake-off. Four of the six of us competed, and there was a winner. And it was amazing. We had such a great time. I love that you found a way to make it fun and still got to celebrate Thanksgiving with your friends. Honestly, I think it was one of my favorite Thanksgivings um, and definitely one of the most delicious. It felt like the most high-end specialty food. Like, I felt super spoiled. It was great. Another way that I am injecting my holidays with humor, which is super dorky, and I'm just going to own it. So Dale and I uh, like to wear Santa hats throughout the entire season. And obviously right now we aren't going outside very much. Um, so we're just wearing them around the house. And I bought us a whole bunch of new Santa hats, which I haven't done in years. But I got some really ridiculous ones. It's just silly and lighthearted and fun, you know? Shining our light through the darkness. I hope you videotape yourself walking through your neighborhood. We'll post that for you slow down fans if it happens. We promise to put it up because laughter and lightheartedness can be really great medicine. So that's H, humor. The next letter is A and A stands for afford. You ready for this, Elizabeth? Uh, I, I don't know, am I? Maybe not. Last year, holiday retail sales surpassed the trillion dollar mark. That's 12 zeros. Holy moly. With U.S. households spending an average of $1,536 during the holiday season. So like, let's slow that down a bit and just look at what $1 trillion can get you. With $1 trillion, you can buy an entire roster of NFL teams for $45 billion and buy up the Major Baseball League, the NBA, the NHL, NASCAR, and still have well over three quarters of your fortune left. <laughs> oh my God. You could pay for 8.3 million students to complete four years of college each. Wowzer. If we invested $1 trillion in a bank CD, we'd make $12.9 in interest in one year. <laughs> so we're just, we're just bringing in some like other things you could do with a trillion dollars. <laughs> now, obviously you aren't spending a trillion dollars, but you know, if you're spending 1500 or more dollars, you've got to be really honest with yourself. Can you afford it? Is it within your budget? I mean, I know for myself, that it was really easy to get influenced by the outside world and get swept up in someone else's traditions and values. In my own family, the holiday presents under the tree were stacked up taller than me when I was a kid. And we didn't even have money for living room furniture. The only thing in the living room was the Christmas tree. And I always felt so guilty that I was getting all of these presents, but we couldn't even afford furniture. It would take my brother and I hours. We would be there for hours opening these Christmas gifts. And I knew that it was 
totally breaking the bank for my family. And I would always get this tummy ache because of the stress of <laughs> opening so many presents. But of course, I was a kid and I wanted the presents. So it set up this very stressful and negative association for me with receiving presents that I wanted them, but it stressed me out and we couldn't afford it. it was, there was so much built into this huge gift giving thing, you know, and I felt bad that, that I received more than I could give to my parents. You know, it, it really, the guilt just would really stress me out. You know, I was on my own by the time I was 16. And I remember that first Christmas living on my own. And I spent two months of income on getting presents for people in my family. Totally screwed myself over. It was awful. Um, but I felt like I had to, like I owed them so much, mm. you know? So I just want to put out there that, I, I mean, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> in fact, Dale and I don't even exchange Christmas gifts. Um, I get some things for his immediate family, for my immediate family, one gift each. That is it. And I really don't care if I receive Christmas gifts. I still don't feel great about receiving them. I do feel great about receiving birthday gifts, but I don't feel great about receiving Christmas gifts because it, it feels obligatory. And I'm so not into obligatory gift giving. I prefer presents with an E-N-C-E instead of presents with an E-N-T-S. <laughs> See what you did there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, gift giving isn't everyone's love language. It's definitely not my love language. I'm acts of service over here. You know, you make me a cup of tea, I'm overjoyed. You give me a gift, I feel a little icky. I've always enjoyed giving and receiving gifts, but there's been this weird energy for me around feeling like the gifts had to be equal to what I received. Or, you know, if I got my mom something and spent X amount of money, then I had to spend X amount of money on everybody else. And that adds up. Oh yeah. So I've gotten to this place with it where I buy people smaller, thoughtful gifts. This year, for example, I went on to Etsy, which you know is the platform where you can get handmade custom gifts. And I gave myself a particular budget for each person and I stayed under it. But the cool thing with Etsy is everything's personalized and it's customized and it's wrapped really cool. And, you know, they have free shipping on certain products. And to me, I feel really good about it because I'm not spending crazy amounts of money, but I'm still able to give something that feels like it comes from the heart. Yeah, it's beautiful. A gift from the heart. Yeah, like, I, like one year my friends um, in LA, they made everyone limoncello, this delicious liqueur. And they put it in a beautiful bottle and, you know, made their own little labels. And it was so thoughtful and so sweet. Like, what a lovely gift to receive and to give. And I didn't have any guilt. I mean, listen, you can see old Merry Christmas Charlie Brown. That was made in, what, the 50s, maybe the early 60s, that cartoon. And they're talking about the over-commercialization of Christmas then. <laughs> here we are 50 years later and we're just like wow it, it really doesn't have to be about the presence it just doesn't it doesn't it can it can be about the experiences yeah right like Casey and I are experiential people that's we want experiences we want uh presence 
ENC. Um, and, and people being together and quality time, and that's more valuable to us than an actual gift. And if you are finding yourself a little extra strapped for cash this year too, um, one thing that can be helpful is considering using the points that you get back from a credit card. Yes, absolutely. That's what I bought all those Christmas hats on. So I paid zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, I saw the other day, I was like, oh my gosh, I have $200 of points and I'm like, amazing. And then the other idea that I came up with, I'm trying this one on this year, is I'm collecting the newspapers that come in the mail and that normally I would just throw away and I'm using them as wrapping paper. Because my thought process is, why would I go out to a store and buy paper and then receive free paper to my home and throw it away? Brilliant. Yeah, that's great. And you can put like, mark, you know, you can color it with markers or, or pastels or even paints and like you can really make each wrapping unique and a gift in itself. You know, like my, my mom doesn't have a lot of money. She is a master gift wrapper. Each thing looks like a masterpiece. She will use wrapping paper, but she will reuse wrapping paper for years, y'all. And bits of things, like if she gets a a bottle of something like olive oil and it happens to have a ribbon around it, she will save that ribbon and use it <laughs> on wrapping paper. But she does things with wrapping gifts that I've never seen before. Every year, they are a sight to behold. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. She reuses and repurposes. She does. And she always has. She's been super crafty ever since, ever since I was little. We used to do um, crafts for uh, patients in the hospital. So they'd have little gift things and we were, we were a crafty home. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's a great way to, to give gifts, right? Giving, giving gifts that you've made. I know that people really joke about that, but I mean, I have, um, for my sister-in-law, I have a scarf and hat that she made. I mean, come on, how much more precious can that be? It's so thoughtful and so I feel really touched mm. that she gave me that. Yeah. Baking is another great thing to do for people. You can bake me a pie anytime. I happen to love fruitcake, which I know is not very popular. I don't think I've ever had fruitcake. My mind is like somehow like categorize that into fake food somehow. <laughs> I, I think, you know, fruitcake gets a bad rap, but there's probably also a lot of bad fruitcake. <laughs> but there is such a thing as good fruitcake, y'all. It's spicy and full of booze and delicious. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> yeah, booze and desserts, winning. <laughs> I remember one year um, when my grandmother passed, she gave me a little bit of an inheritance and I tithed 10% of it. So I bought cows and chickens and goats from Big Heifer Foundation, who gives animals to uh, people in undeveloped nations as gifts and donated them in the name of each of these different people. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I felt great doing it. And of course, for under 10 bucks, you can give anyone on your list the gift of health, wealth, and love with my Supercharge Your Health Vibe, Love Vibe, and Money Vibe workbook. They are listed on Amazon. It's a workshop in a book, and it's energetically tuned so that as you're going through the workbook, you expand and expand and expand your energy frequency. It's excellent. And then one year, Dale and I, speaking of making gifts for people, 
Dale and I made a book called 10 Minute Memoir. It's a series of prompts and you fill in every prompt and by the end of it, you have like a keepsake memoir you can give to your family. And you just write in like 10 minutes a day, just answer a few questions. Because I know for myself, I asked both of my grandmothers when they were in their 80s to write down experiences of their life for me. And my one grandmother did. She wrote 13 pages, and I treasure that. And my other one didn't. And she's gone, right? They're both gone. So it's, I would have loved to have something really special like that, where all of their memories are recorded. What a great idea. We, we literally like sat down together one night and we did it as a gift for his grandparents because I told him that story about my grandmothers. And we just sat down and did it and then put it up on Amazon and sent a copy to everybody. <laughs> and every Christmas time it sells a whole bunch of copies. Nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful gift. All right, so our next letter is P, and P stands for plan. It's really easy to get overwhelmed over the holidays, so make it easier on yourself. One of the ways that you can do this is listing out your holiday gifts, your obligations, your errands, and then have a priority list, and then leave out the unimportant tasks. Yeah, go through all of it, and, and there's probably things on there you don't have to do. So just narrow it down. And you know, when you get stuff out of your head and on a piece of paper in front of you, that sense of overwhelm really lowers. It can really lower your stress level. And having a schedule and chunking off a realistic amount of time for each is really helpful. So how I did this this year is I put 30 minutes on my calendar and I put down the four people I want to get gifts for. I went on to Etsy and rather than making it a chore or a task, I made myself a cup of tea. I put on some music. I thought about how much I love these people and what gifts they would love. And under 30 minutes, very joyfully, I came up with four awesome gifts, had them ordered and sent to their house. I call that love in action, Casey. You were love in action right? Which is way better than obligatory gift giving under duress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it makes us so much better, right? So the next yeah. group, I'm going to do the same thing. Absolutely. I love it. That's beautiful. I, I think I'm going to adapt that one for myself too. That's a great skill. And not waiting to the last minute, I think is really helpful too with this. Because when you start earlier, you have the space to do little chunks like that. Very good point. Another way you can use P plan is by getting out ahead of the possible inflammatory subjects that could come up between you and your loved ones that you're going to see or be with on Zoom over the holidays. Now, Casey and I are no strangers to having uncomfortable conversations with family members, and we know you have the ability to do that too. But the situation might be a little too awkward. Maybe it's better to do certain conversations in private. You don't wanna be shaming people. So you've gotta suss this out for yourself if it is the right time to have 
that awkward and uncomfortable conversation, please do it. Yes, we need to be having uncomfortable conversations about race, about politics, about sexism. It's really important. And depending on the circumstances, you might not be able to do that at that time. So we want to give you other options so you can be flexible and ready and stay connected to your heart and to your power. I recently had game night with my nieces and nephews. And right when we got on, I said, okay, I want to have tons of fun, tons of laughs, and we're going to totally avoid politics and religion. Okay. And I got agreement from everybody and it enabled us to have a lovely time together. You get to know like, oh, this person, they always talk about, we're not going to bring up politics. We're not going to, whatever the inflammatory subject is, we're not going to bring up me having to have a baby. <laughs> I'm like, whatever the inflammatory, when am I going to get married? Right? Like we just can avoid that whole bullshit by getting out ahead of it. Like, I'm not going to have this conversation. We're here to have fun and enjoy each other's company. Right. So I just want to empower you to set boundaries, take that into your own hands. So plan in that way. And if you really can't do that, you really just can't set the boundaries up front, then plan out some kind, compassionate, humorous, attention diverting responses for when they inevitably bring up these <laughs> uncomfortable awkward, offensive things that you know they are going to bring up. Mm, like a stock response. Right. Right. Exactly. Write a stock response in advance. So plan <laughs> for that inevitable offense. <laughs> so Elizabeth, out of curiosity, what's your stock response when people say, why aren't you having children? I say, God blessed me without children, and I'm so grateful. I love it. I've been using that one for That's over perfect. 20 years. <laughs> I love it. See, when you have a stock response, it diffuses everyone. And let me tell you something. No one has continued the argument after I've said that response. It's done. It's over. What are they going to say? So get some good re stock responses in place and or set those boundaries in advance. All right. So we got H, humor, A, afford, P, plan. The next P stands for play. Play! <laughs> Remember how fun the holidays were when you were a kid? Yes. Oh my God, I was so excited. It's up to you to make them fun again. More fun, more fun, more fun, more fun. One way to do that is to look above at what you wrote down for plan. What can you do to make things on that list more fun? How can you add play to them? Yeah, like Casey's thing where like she really set this space and she had the tea and brought in some good holiday music and opened her heart and really had fun doing the Christmas shopping. How can you infuse your errands and the things that you need to get done with more fun? One way I add fun and play to the holidays, I have this onesie that I wear. It's it has like moose all over it and in the back it has like one of those little button things the butt flap <laughs> so
So whenever I wear my onesie, it's just total playtime. It's play holiday time. I love it. I love it. You know, I think about the things that I used to do as a kid and, you know, how can I do them now as a grown up? So one of the things is ice skating. We used to climb down this super dangerous ravine and go ice skating at this pond in the bottom. And we called it Moby Dick. And um, I mean, there'd be like 30 kids from the neighborhood down there. It was so great. And when Dale and I uh, moved to Pittsburgh, had our first winter in Pittsburgh, I was thinking about that, ways I can, you know, infuse more play into the holidays. And we went to downtown Pittsburgh and went ice skating there around the, the huge Christmas tree. And it was so lovely, you know? Yeah, and one of my favorite things in the holidays is actually playing with my niece and nephews. You want to learn how to play, go to the professionals. <laughs> That's right. Kids are professional players. That is what they do for a living, people. Don't have any of your own kids. Go play with someone else's. Now, COVID times. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how can you do that carefully, safely? Um, like, you could still have a snowball fight if you're in a snowy area. Everyone's wearing gloves. Every, if everyone has on gloves and masks, a snowball fight would be safe because you're at a distance of more than six feet. <laughs> and you can even do, you could organize like a neighborhood snowball fight. Mm. Oh, we used to do those growing up. So fun. And you could also organize your errands with friends, mm. like splitting the chores, you know, like if you need propane, maybe some of your friends and neighbors also need propane. And then you could go pick up all the propane and they could go pick up all of the booze. <laughs> Propane and booze. That sounds like... I don't know. That's why I wanted those two things. That's what came into mind for holiday errands. <laughs> but you, you can do it to, like, limit exposure, right? And, like, yeah. how we put out our potluck outside and, and, you know, kept our distance and kept our masks on and everyone got their own stuff. Like you can do stuff like that. So instead of six people going to get <laughs> only two people are going and, and then you divvy it up. I just try to be creative here <laughs> and have a COVID safe holiday fun, happy season. Another thing you could do is like over Zoom, you can get on with your friends and wrap presents over Zoom together. You can bake together over Zoom. You can cook together over Zoom. So you can do all of these fun things. You don't have to do them separate and alone. We have this gift of technology right now that's allowing us to connect at a time that isn't safe to connect in person. Use it. Use it in every way you can think of to not be alone, to be with other, and to feel really connected to those you love. One way I love to incorporate play into my day-to-day -day life is dancing. Yes, absolutely. I always say it's impossible to be miserable while you dance. Like if you go to a wedding and you look at the dance floor, you're not going to see people like actively angry and upset. <laughs> They're, they're moving. You're not taking themselves so seriously. It's like, I don't care. I can't dance. I'm just moving. Yeah, you know, and movement is medicine. So I am all for incorporating more dance and really incorporating it into your holidays. Get dancing, people. That is some good play. So since Dale and I are getting to be together this whole holiday season, um, 
we've been thinking about how can we be playful? How can we have more fun? And one of the things we've done is we've made a list of all the holiday movies we want to watch. And so while we were making this list, I said, oh, we got to watch the one, I'm Mr. Heat Miser, I'm Mr. Sun. We've got to watch that one. And I don't remember what that one's called. <laughs> and he said, we have this conversation every Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, every year you say that to me. <laughs> I don't remember ever saying we would love to hear your ways of infusing play into your holiday so always feel free to post on our facebook page slow the f down show yes and our last letter and last step for being happy on the holidays is y and y stands for you so this step is a true slow down step so during the holidays, it's easy to go a million miles per hour and be focused on everyone and everything that you have to do that your well-being can get overlooked or left off of the list. So you means really taking time for yourself and make sure that you're taking care of yourself. That includes getting enough rest, staying hydrated, eating, moving, exercising, sticking to your normal self-care routine despite the holidays. This was the first Thanksgiving, and I'm 35, that I actually successfully did this this year. Typically, I overeat and have too much alcohol, and then I wake up the next day feeling like garbage because it's not what I normally do. But this year, it was different. I just went in, I was like, I'm gonna have delicious food to the point that I feel satiated and I'm gonna have two really nice drinks I'm gonna enjoy myself and I'm gonna feel fine the next day and that's what I did same here I I did eat a lot but I really spaced it out and I actually ate half the piece of turkey that was on my plate and it was delicious it was one of the best turkeys I've ever had um, and I had a little bit of each thing and then a little bit of each dessert and in this really slow easy way I mean, really, it started on, on uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving when Dale and I just chilled out to watch Christmas movies and just slowed down. Like we really, I could feel it inside my body, everything settling and slowing down and relaxing. And it felt so good. And then that Thursday was just really beautiful. And we took everything instead of being like, oh, we have so much to do to cook and everything. We just took it at this really slow, gradual pace. I still got up and worked out in the morning. I had from 3.30 p.m. to 10 at night, I had two drinks. And I had the meal, slow and leisurely, not too much. I was definitely stuffed, but not to this like grotesque over amount. And then a few hours later, I was hungry again, and I ate again. As a sensuality coach, I practice and I teach people how to become more aware of their body's messages. Your body's constantly giving you messages again and again and again. And I find that the more that I embody this, the easier it is to do stuff like this. Like last night, I was given a piece of pie and I took a couple bites and my body was just instantly gave me this like, yeah, you've had enough sugar. If you have more sugar, you're going to feel like crap. And it wasn't a big thing. I just put the fork down and I was like, 
I'm done. You know, because, you know, you get to this point where feeling better is more important than doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. Again, it's, it's that fucking with the tradition, right? Just instead of going along with what everyone else is doing, tune into yourself and do what's best and healthiest for you. And that does require you slowing down and not rushing forth, just mindlessly doing these things. So, I mean, yeah, of course you can indulge, have fun, have a great time, but pay attention to what your body needs and wants. And instead of a whole pie, a piece of pie or a few bites of pie. And if your body says done, you're done. I love that. And this tip to take care of you during the holidays is for my introverts. It's for the people who get overly stimulated like myself very easily by being around large amounts of people. Well, maybe not so much large due to COVID now, but just being around people for an extended period of time. Give yourself permission to take a bee break. Literally, go to your car, go to a, a, a room in the house, go into the bathroom if there's no other option, and just give yourself space to just be. Chill out a little bit, reset. Yeah, you know, before I was consciously aware of the importance of bee breaks, I remember uh, visiting family once and just having that much family and that much talking and noise and togetherness was overwhelming for me. And I would just go and sit outside or take a walk and let myself just come back down and recenter because it was, it was too much for me. It was too much for me. And one of the best things you can do is to get outside, get in nature, go for a walk, be near trees, you know, it's easy to socially distance. And there's, oh my gosh, hundreds of studies show that it is majorly good for your health. There's one study that showed that just 120 minutes of outside time a week lowers your probability of cardiovascular disease, obesity, diabetes, asthma, mental distress, and in children, myopia, and cognitive development. And I actually know about that from my neurobiology studies. When children are always looking at things that are close, like the, the screen or the television, they become myopic. Their eyes can't function well because all they do is, the, is see things that are close up. And we actually need to be rotating our eyes in all directions. And when we get outside in nature, we're able to move our eyes all around and they stay healthier and more developed and our vision stays better, right? You know, I've recently implemented what I call my wake up walks because during COVID, I mean, listen, I'm an introvert. It is so easy for me to stay inside for three days and not even notice that I didn't go outside. And so I implemented these wake up walks a few weeks ago where I wake up, I take my herbs and I walk outside. Like I can't, I can't think about it or it won't happen. I just have to go. And I walk outside and I just sort of, sometimes I meander. Sometimes I go on a more hardcore walk where I really exercise and get my heart rate up. And I go to this one Vista point and I look out and I actually do eye exercises, near far eye exercises. I do some rehab drills with my joints and just wake up standing with my feet on the earth and surrounded by trees and it feels great. I love how you found a way to take care of yourself every moment. 
I know, right? And and so we want to make sure, Slow Down fans, that you don't leave you out of having a happy holiday season. All right. To help you manage holiday stress, we have H for humor, A for afford, P for plan, P for play, and Y for you. Yes. Happy holiday season. Woo! You can do it. And now for a commercial break and word for our sponsor, and then we'll be back with the Slowdown Playlist. Hey, Slowdown fans, get excited. The annual Epic Vision Board Party is going virtual in 2021. It's on January 23rd from 12 to 5, and it is free. We've got speed healing circles on the hour every hour. We make powerful vision boards, and this party is a massive, Best of positivity. Sign up at thehappywomanacademy.com slash 2021. That's thehappywomanacademy.com slash 2021. Hi, Slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. This year, I've created a holiday wish list of my own to encourage you to stay off of the naughty list. Please use less paper towels, recycle the end of the toilet paper roll, Pick up litter around your neighborhood. Buy local produce. Invest in a $10 reusable water bottle. And please, don't throw your garbage on me when we hang out. Remember, without me, there is no you. So please, if you aren't already, take these small daily action steps to support me so that I can continue to sustain all life on the planet. Happy Holidays! Thank you, Mother Nature, for that inspiring holiday message. And now for our slowdown playlist. Casey, what's your slowdown song? So my slowdown song is by my partner, Jeremy Colbert, off of his album Spirit Maze. And the song that I like is called Spirit Maze. Excellent. What's it like? It's one of those ones where whenever you listen to it, it just kind of instantly like sinks you down wherever you're at. And kind of centers you in and then just inspires you to move a little bit but it's just beautiful instruments in it and I absolutely love listening to it. Mm, nice! So my slow down song this week is I found on YouTube a bunch of places that play a, like relaxing holiday music and it goes on for hours. So this one I found that I liked the most was called Holiday Coffee. It's got a little, lot of traditional slow jazz and sort of chill out jazz music. We'll have the link up for that because, you know, we're not allowed to play them here on our podcast. It's not legal, but we have the links up on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show. And our Slow Down fan, Mark Greenberg, made a song with his band, the cocktails called First Snowfall. And I love that song. They play the saw on it with a violin bow. It's a really cool, chill holiday song that I love playing around this time every year. So we will have the link up for that too. Thank you, Mark Greenberg. Thanks, Mark. Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? I think my favorite parts of today's show were reminding people that they are allowed to set boundaries in what's going to be discussed and that they don't have to break the bank, plan and afford. 
giving myself that permission has really taken the pressure off of the holidays. I used to get stressed out over the holidays and I refuse to now. I won't do it. And so two of the ways I took back my power was with the afford and the planning step. Casey, what's your favorite part of today's show? I really enjoyed how all of these steps seem to promote ways to take a little bit of the pressure off of yourself during the holidays. It's meant to be enjoyable. It's meant to be fun. And it can turn into the exact opposite of that. Um, and I really appreciated the play piece of this. And I'm really inspired to go get myself some propane and booze right now. <laughs> so <laughs> nothing spells holiday spirit more than propane and booze. Yeah, I'm never going to live that one down. <laughs> Elizabeth and I wish you and yours a very happy holiday season full of love. On our next episode, slow the F down with embracing your dark side. Thank you for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you love our show, please take one minute right now and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to our podcast. You have no idea how much this helps us. Thank you so much. And remember, Elizabeth and I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. Go to slowthefdownshow.com to schedule your free consultation.